What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and we've got a fantastic show for you. Jay Harris comes on the podcast, talks about his experience at SportsCenter, some of the people he's worked with, and the athletes he's gotten to interact with. A fantastic conversation with him. There's also a little golf game in there. We talk, we talk about our golf game for just a bit, so you don't want to miss that part. But before we jump into the interview, let's hear a word from our sponsor at Anchor. We are now joined by Jay Harris, Sports Center anchor. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. So, this is something that is uh, exciting to me because I watched you a lot growing up on Sports Center, and so being able to interview you is kind of like, you know, talk like just a, a guy I've seen on TV for a number of years. So this is a really cool moment. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Well, thanks for making me feel really old. I appreciate that. I do. <laughs> no, I, do. I, I promise. I'm, I didn't. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man. I'm kidding. Uh, so. You joined ESPN, 2003, uh, and and you've been you've been on a number of Sports Center segments. I've seen you on this is Sports Center commercials. Uh, what what has this experience at Sports Center been like for you, just as a whole? Uh, it has been a tremendous experience. Uh, it was one that um, I did not expect. I spent most of my career uh, in news before I got to ESPN, so the uh, the, the switch from uh, news to sports was um, it was not planned, but it was one of those that uh, I'm glad it happened because I've been here going on 17 years, and it's just been a blast to to learn something new. I've always been a sports fan, mm-hmm. uh, and to 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 get to talk about you know games and athletes and whatever I do in my free time is to get paid for it. It's just, it's fantastic. And to work with a, a bunch of professionals. I mean, it, it gets no better than the folks at ESPN in front of the camera and behind the camera. So you said you, you were in news before. What What's the main difference between reporting the news and, and reporting sports that you found and how does it, how is it similar? Well, see, uh, that's the thing. Uh, I thought there was a big difference, which is what uh, kind of scared me in the beginning from actually, even considering um, taking the job after it was offered to me. Um, It's journalism. Mm -hmm. Now, I get to smile a lot more, and (laughs) we get to have a lot of fun talking about, you know, games and and athletes and and that kind of thing, just talking sports, uh, as opposed to talking a lot of the bad stuff that you see uh, that I did or that I see now on local news even on national news, serious issues. Um, but the nuts and bolts are, are pretty much the same. I mean, you still have to write. You still have to, to interview. You, you, you still have to dig into issues. It's just where those issues are. Um, don't, I don't talk a lot about, um, say, I don't know, foreign affairs or what's going on um, necessarily uh, in the White House, but we get to talk about... Um, what happened with, uh, I don't know, the Lakers and if they're going to win the NBA title and the battle with the Clippers in the Staples Center this season. And you get to have a lot more fun with sports and news, I think. You get to smile a lot more, at least. And back uh, back earlier, there wasn't, I guess, there wasn't a whole lot of competition, I guess you could say, as far as uh, like sports news. But recently, mm-hmm. now with the emergence of uh, more of a focus on the internet. There's a lot of 
different things, like a lot of different content that's being put out that's sports related. Uh, does that does that just does that bother you at all, or like knowing that there's more competition, or does it really just allow you to to bring your A game and really push you to deliver the best product for Sports Center? Well, see, competition is relative. I mean, I I like that there are outlets. What um, I want those outlets to do uh, get to the level of ESPN, both in professionalism and and reach, and then you really have competition. Right now, you just have a lot of people with a lot of information, with a lot of platforms. Um, I would not necessarily say that's a whole lot of competition. And maybe that sounds a little, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Like I'm dissing, dissing other folks, and I'm not. Just mm-hmm. uh, ESPN, it, I truly believe we're the worldwide leader in sports. And I think we do it better than everybody else. So while there are a lot of outlets, um, it's gonna you have to come hard to beat ESPN. And Mm. I don't think anyone has I don't think anyone has has been able to do that yet. And I don't really see it on the horizon. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you guys have built yourselves up to be the like you said the worldwide leader in sports, uh, and. I think you're right. I don't think anyone really has come close, even though there is a lot of other content out there. It doesn't match what, what ESPN does. But And I think the content is great. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone, you know, find your niche, do your thing. That 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 that's great. Um but whatever you do, just do it right and do it do it do a good job with it. Just be thorough with it. So just I'll... don't just don't be out there just hot take machines or just uh, I don't know, just you know. I'm a journalist at heart. I'm old school. I'm, 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 I, I am. Mm. So I, I like people who tell stories. I like people who do good interviews. I mean, that, that's where I gravitate towards. Uh, some of the, the, the snarky stuff, some of the, the hot take stuff. I just, I can do without because it just doesn't interest me. And I don't think it, I don't think it really uh, advances the conversation. It's just for clicks or for hits or whatever. And, you know, I have better uses of my time than just to go for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to talk to you about that. Uh, what if there you ever were interested in making a move outside of uh, being an anchor at SportsCenter? So is is it really just like the art of storytelling that's really kept you at SportsCenter uh, for for this time? I love SportsCenter. I mean, I I love the. I've always been a news and information person. I mean, that's my news roots. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love doing different things every day. I mean, literally, and it's happened. We can prepare a, a sports center show talking about the news of the day and analyzing the news of the day and reporting the news of the day. 10 minutes before the show starts, has some breaking news and we scrap everything we've done for the past six hours. <laughs> and we do an ad lib impromptu show based on breaking news because you never know. Mm-hmm. And I like being in that position to have to switch up to have to react, to have to figure out a way to take this event or this information that's coming in hot and fast right now, break it down, digest it, and give it back to the audience so the audience is informed and maybe entertained at the same time. Yeah, definitely. That That's that's a really cool um, aspect of, of sports reporting or just news reporting in general. So, yeah. so obviously you've had a lot of experiences with 
different athletes from from different sports just working in sports center uh what are who are some of your favorite athletes that you've been able to interact with in your time at sports center oh goodness <laughs> man i don't even know if we have the time <laughs> oh. uh shucks that, that that's tough because there've been so many mm-hmm. i mean whether it's whether it's coming on the show whether it's being there in bristol or or via satellite um, I have had great conversations with, heck, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, uh, Jimmy Johnson, the race car driver, um, from the, the commercials, um, Michael Phelps, Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. uh, Hope Solo, Alex Morgan. Um, I mean, I could just go on and on just naming names. Um, the, the ESPN platform has given me a, an opportunity to – to talk to these people, to learn about these people, to ask these people questions, to, in, in some instances, get to know these folks. And what I found is, um, they're, they're just like us. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're people with, you know, with families and, and, and issues and, and day to days. And, um, and I try to respect them as that, not just as, commodities or not just as you know folks on my fantasy team Mm -hmm. uh they're they're real people and deserve to be treated as 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 real folks yeah definitely that i mean it it seems like it's easy for us that uh when you know when we don't really see them outside of the sport that they play to really just treat them as like you said those guys on our fantasy team or something like that but i I wonder And and we have the we have the opportunity to do that i mean we have so much information at our fingertips, mm-hmm. literally, with our phones and, and doing a little internet search, that if we pick a person, we can learn about their lives in, I don't know, 25 minutes yeah. with stuff that's out there. So we, we, we have the opportunity to see them as people. Not sure we take that opportunity all the time. I think we should, I think we should do that more. Mm, that, that, is, that is a really good point. I, I want to talk about the the one of the first times you ever had an athlete interview because, like you mentioned, you went from news to sports, and now mm-hmm. you've been able to establish that you know they really are just like us. Was that something that you felt early on, or were there were there any nerves, especially talking to maybe someone in particular early on at ESPN? You know, honestly, I don't think I had time <laughs> to have nerves. Just just because... wasn't an option. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. Um, when I started uh, on ESPN News, it was it was um, literally you could get everything you needed in a half an hour, and it came at you hard and fast, and mm-hmm. it didn't stop. So there was barely time to think, much less time to get nervous. You just had to react and go. I remember one show where I'm reading a voiceover on the air. It's right before the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, my producer gets in my ear and he says, I have Maryland coach Gary Williams on the phone uh, in two minutes. Think of some <laughs> questions. <laughs> and all of this, he's in my ears telling me this to think of some questions as I'm reading something and talking about something totally different. So as I'm continuing to do my thing, I'm thinking, first of all, OK, now what are we going to talk about Gary Williams First of all, let me see who's Gary Williams. Oh yeah, Maryland coach. Okay, yeah, all right. So, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, you know, so you have to split your brain into six parts mm-hmm. and try to try to get it all together. So there's 
there's no time for nerves. You just got to go, man. Yeah. You got to sink or swim. And I'm not trying to sink. Yeah, that's that's true, man. Yeah, definitely. I think even more, you have to split your brain in even more than six parts, really. Uh, just, yeah, to right. able, just to be able to get all that information out there. Uh, let's talk about the This Is Sports Center commercials. So okay. those are some of my, like just in general, some of my favorite commercials just because of the, you know, you have the mix of the anchors on Sports Center. You have the, uh, and, and the mix of athletes, like I can remember the uh, the LT and the mailroom one. That's one of my favorites <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, with Steve Levy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good. Uh, and and you had a couple memorable ones uh, of your own. I remember the the Sun Devil in the elevator. Uh, that one. Yeah, New Jersey Devil mascot. The, or, the, yeah. or sorry, my my apologies, New Jersey Devil. Yeah. Uh, what what one do you think it could be yours or it could be someone else's? But what's one of your favorite? This is Sports Centers that you've seen. Oh man, uh, I think one of my favorite ones was the 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 Big Buddy. It's an older one. Okay, uh, Stuart Scott's in it. Kenny Mayne is in it. Um, where they're they're essentially mentors to these kids. It looks like a YMCA, mm-hmm. and they're playing basketball with them, and they're basically terrorizing these kids. <laughs> and and you know, and Kenny's commentary is like, "Your mom signed a permission slip. Get up, you know, play play basketball." <laughs> and Stewart Stewart's guy blocks a kid's shot. Like they're you're, they're they're giving them no quarter, nothing. You're out here playing, mm-hmm. so let's play. I don't care if you are four years old. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ones. So are those? Do you guys come up with the or well, first off, who comes up with the idea for these scripts, and how much of it is is just planned out, and how much of it is just like, there. Here's a, a rough idea. Just go out there and do it. Uh, they are planned out. Uh, we had an outside marketing company for many years. Now we do them in house, and okay. they are, you know, they're planned out. It, it, the concepts are, are thought up, and then you uh, think of okay, who might fit this, mm-hmm. um, and depending on the season, a lot of it is seasonal. Um, um, the New Jersey Devil mascot one. That one was kind of planned but it was more off the cuff okay because the the devil mascot and the the penguins mascot were both in house mm-hmm. and they were there's one uh that Chris mckendry is in where they're they're battling over the thermostat one wants it hot one wants it cold <laughs> mm-hmm. so the the director had an idea about you know, the the whole elevator thing and we just kind of that really wasn't scripted out he had a general idea mm-hmm. and told me the concept and we just kind of did it uh so it, it just depends very very creative minds put those things together and i'm just in awe uh that they work mm-hmm. that they're just as funny as they are and as timeless as they are yeah no it, it, it has the right combination of uh like name like people recognize the people there and it's it's genuinely funny uh so that's that's really cool to see uh, i mean especially just the whole concept of like the the media members and the like Sport, like the the athletes that are like the idea that they're working all in the same office, you know, and they and they rub shoulders on a daily exactly. basis, which is like is that that all the time and the mascots are running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy chaos all the time, which is not too far off to be honest with you. There's crazy, there's crazy <laughs> chaos all the time. Just, just minus all the mascots, just different. Oh, okay. Of, See, yeah. and that that's what that's what would make it fun. I bet the craziness is is easier to handle if there's a bunch of mascots just running around too. <laughs> that's true. Because you never know. And, yeah, and <laughs> when I when I first started, um, I would look up and I would just see people. 
uh, or like I used to impromptu. I don't know why. Uh, every time I saw Dan Patrick, we would meet in the bathroom. It was just odd. <laughs> uh, and, and I, I just these these iconic figures that you that I used to watch on television. I'm in the room with them. I'm on the set with them. It's just. It's it still amazes me. It has not gotten old after almost seventeen years. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, about Stuart Scott. So obviously, uh, I'm assuming you've you you formed a work relationship with him at the very least. Someone who was very inspiring to a lot of people. Um, can, can you just talk to me about uh, your relationship with him? Oh, that's my guy. That's um, my 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 buddy, my mm. fraternity brother. Shout out Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> um, he was just he he. I don't want I don't even like saying was he still is such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, he he literally. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, towards the end of his life, he was going to be honored with an award um, at the National Association National. Uh, I'm sorry, a National Association of Black Journalists convention in Boston, mm-hmm. and he he was not able to come to the conference because of his health, and um, I was asked to fill in. So I call him. I say, "Hey, man, they want me to fill in for you during this this talk. Uh, what do you want me to say?" And he said, first of all, you're not a Blankety blank curse word curse word curse word fill in, so don't <laughs> don't so don't ever say that again. Mm-hmm. Second of all, just do you. Just speak from the heart, and you'll be fine. And it was really good, um, because he was he he through his job through what he did on television through how he carried himself through being Stuart, even when people didn't understand it, didn't like it, didn't want it, tried to make him stop doing it and he wouldn't do it. He would, he kept being Stuart, um, gave us the confidence to be us, to show our personality, to do us. Um, and he still does that. He still inspires that. So when you, when you see, when you see individual personalities on the set, and everyone meshing and blending because they're people uh, who have unique skill sets and unique perspectives. And that's, that's Stuart. That's, that's Stuart's influence. Um, And I don't, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Just watching him growing up on SportsCenter as well, you know, phrases like uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow, like that sort of stuff. Like I transferred into my own, like, what I would say, you know, I would say stuff like that because he said it. Uh, I, I remember something, I forget if it was in an article or something, but uh, someone someone wrote, someone was saying that, that Stuart Scott made uh, being an anchor, reporting the news cool again. Uh, do you, yeah. yep. is there, is there elements, I mean, like you said, just being yourself, being, you know, you on, on the set, are there other elements to his news reporting style that you've, you've adapted into your game over the years? Uh, the only adaptation would be not trying to conform to what a news anchor or a reporter is supposed to be. You know the you know the the 
uh, oh, I'm such and such, and I'm going to report the news now. That stereotypical kind of thing that we grew up with and everyone wanted to be. Mm-hmm. No, everyone's voice is not like that. So whether you talk like that, or maybe you talk like this, or whatever, <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you you bring the energy and you make sure that your your interview questions are on point. Good open-ended questions, like a lot of a lot of who, what, where, when, why, how. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you write your stories. You use you 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 research. Um, you you use words that that um, enhance as opposed to detract. You you just you dig into your craft as a journalist, um, and that's what he did. I mean, he, 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 he tried things. He went outside the box when he would do his, his spoken word lead ins when he, when he would do, I remember one where he just, it, he, he was in like, uh, uh, I think they shot it uh, or they had to shoot it in two different things. He was in uh, like a raggedy suit and a, then a, then a clean suit. I mean, it's just different things, whatever you can imagine just try it. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to sit there and read 30 seconds with something over your shoulder and call yourself, call it a day. You can, you can, you can do things. You can walk, you can take a football, you can throw it across the room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Just, just try it. You'll never know if you don't try it. So I think he inspired a lot of folks who think it, just try it. You never know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, that, I think that's a, a great, a great evaluation of that point. Okay, so I've got a got a question for you, and it might right. be it might be uh, one you might have to think about a little bit. But right. uh, I, I want to hear your Mount Rushmore of sports center like sports center uh, personalities that you've you've encountered. Oh, goodness, yeah, I, I know it's it's gonna be <laughs> it might be a tough one to think about. I'll just cut the the time while you think, so don't even worry about there being a, a gap. We'll we'll, oh. <laughs> we'll take that out. <laughs> Man, I don't know how I could do it. Honestly, I don't know if I could do it. Um, Cause I, wow. I mean, Stewart would be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd want to put, I want to put Dan there. Um, I want to put Bob Lee there. Uh, I want to put Linda Cohn there. Um, I want to put Steve. See, I'm going over. This I, I need more. I need more. You head. just need more. Head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Just just a, an unlimited amount of heads. Then you can then you can put it all together there. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't even want to do that because I I'd, I'd hate to leave someone off. Mm. Okay, that's... they're all so good. Yeah, and I know that I'm taking I'm taking the I'm weaseling out. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's it's okay. It's fine. That was a good way to 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 get out of it though. I I respect that. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave thank it you, be. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, just as we're as we're finishing up here a little bit. Let's talk about. Jay Harris, the the person. So when you're not on air, when you're not uh, delivering sporting news as it happens, what what are some of your hobbies? What can we find you doing off the set? Um, I mean, you can, y'all can come over and cut the grass with me if you like. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I do that. Mm-hmm. There's some yard work. Uh, you know, whatever whatever the fam has me do. Uh, I like to pick up my little bass guitar and play that a little bit, or go to, go to the golf course and play bad golf. So. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't, I, no, no offense, but I don't think you've seen bad golf till you've seen me on the golf course. So I, I don't want. Are you to, that bad? How uh, would you, how would, how would you describe your golf game? Uh, so just recently, I like, as in like 
this past spring, I discovered my driver. So it was it. I was hooking it terribly. Mm-hmm. So I just now uh, got it got it going straight. I would say my my. What'd you do? I I it was it was actually I I tucked the elbow. Like I kept my oh. right elbow tucked, and that helped okay. it. Like it didn't keep my it kept my swing like crisper, I guess. Nice uh, on on playing. Yeah, and and so my short game is. Is dec- I would say my short game, like putting and chipping, are the best parts of my game, just because I grew up playing a lot of mini golf with my family. So, well, see, so you, you you know you drive for show, you putt for dough. That's where your money's made. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is like uh, the still driving isn't. When I say I figured it out, I mean like it still doesn't go all that far, you know. So I'm, I'll Dude, be you lucky. Ne- you never figure it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I think I think you might be right on that one. I I think. <laughs> On a good day, I could I could get under 100. So that that's what I mean by by bad golf. Is that what, what about you? What what's your golf game looking like these days? Oh, see, these days it's looking non-existent because it's got it's gotten a little chilly here in the northeast. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty average. Uh, I 17, 18, somewhere in that range. Um, I can play better, but. Um, I don't always play better. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's one of the this the saddest parts about playing golf is you can all there's always somewhere that you can play better. Like I don't think I've ever been like you know this is I don't think I could have gotten any better on this round. Like you know I, I don't there's never a point where I could peak. I can dig it. I can <laughs> dig it. So also let's talk a little bit about so you moved from Philadelphia or you said reporting the news you moved to Pittsburgh. Or, or sorry, sorry, my apologies, Pittsburgh, uh, and you, and you moved to Bristol, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like? I mean, at first, because when you came in two thousand three, ESPN was big, but it wasn't like oh, Bristol for sure. Like, was there? What was that like for you? I guess moving from 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 Pittsburgh to to Bristol. The transition itself wasn't horrible because. Uh, how old was the boy? I think the boy was four. When you have kids, they make you get out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you find outlets, you find the park, you find the museum, you find the activities, and, and you just, you know, you check out your surroundings. Um, it was just one of those things where, honestly, in the beginning, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my wife and good friend of mine kind of convinced me that, yeah, you might want to do this because it it will probably be good for you if you listen to us and do not listen to yourself. And thankfully, they won out. Mm-hmm. Um, and being owned by Disney, we've gone to Orlando and Disney about four million times. So that's <laughs> that's that's also been fun. Mm-hmm. So the the transition was pretty cool, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it was it was all right. I would I would recommend it. Okay, you you mentioned you've been to Disney a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a favorite? Uh, ride or attraction or or character for me for you for personally me? i mean I, oh it's a, it's a small world that's my ride oh, okay okay that's my, my mom too she's that way as well she, yeah. she loves that ride. It's, just, it's nice and chill it's mm-hmm. cool in there mm-hmm. and you can you, you can take a nap if you want to it's just <laughs> relaxing i love it the song will be on your head for the rest of the day but yeah i'll take that yeah that's that. i don't that's just the big drawback for me is is the, the song continually uh just, just stuck there. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a knock for me, honestly. All right, so we're, we're winding down here. Uh, we've got some, some questions. 
if you don't mind, we've got some uh, some some fan okay. questions that they've sent in. Uh, but, okay, let's do it. But but first, before we get there, just want to remind everyone that these fan questions are sponsored by Aaron Visual. Aaron Visual provides high quality stickers and apparel. Cycle Four drops on November one, and listeners of this podcast can use code NGL at checkout for free shipping. So check them out at AaronVisual.co. All right, let's get to these questions. So first off, here's the first one. In honor in honor of National Tight End Day, which was yesterday, who is your favorite tight end that could be currently in the NFL or just in history? Hmm. When I was really little, I was a Cowboys fan, so I Billy Joe Dupree was my guy back in the day. Um now only because he's really funny uh travis kelsey okay okay travis kelsey yeah uh, okay here's one that uh one of one of my friends sent in and it's something that we've been arguing about back and forth for a number of years and i'm hoping you can i mean i don't know if you'll be able to to solve the mystery completely uh but maybe maybe help us in that way a little bit what would you say the difference is between a team getting lucky and winning a game or just pure talent and winning the game the difference between being lucky and or having talent just yeah just like if, if like let's say they make a game-winning field goal uh how much of it is attributed to just luck like maybe they got a fumble or something you know like i guess that sort of thing like what what in your mind is the difference between luck and skill when it comes to winning a game in the nfl i think it's situational mm-hmm. to be honest with you um first of all you have to have a, a certain amount of skill to be out there oh yeah absolutely Yes. Um, and there are lucky bounces, lucky breaks all the time. So I, I, I can't say um, it, it has to be it has to be situational. Like if you bring up a particular play or instance um, that and I don't know if that person is thinking about something specific, then maybe we can talk about it. But I can't make a blanket lucky or skilled statement. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah, makes sense. All right. We just got a few more here. Uh, who is the most surprising team, in your opinion, in the NBA this season so far? Hmm. You know, we've played like two games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Yeah. That. That is. That is a good point. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if I could give you a surprising after just like two, three games. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. That's yeah. Fair I'm enough. Sorry. Fair enough. No, no, no. Fair enough. Definitely, I I agree with that. Uh, and then just one one final one here. Well, I guess it's a two parter. Um, I, I want you to put on your your predictor cap for a second. Uh, okay. So this question is NBA Finals prediction and NFL Super Bowl prediction. Well, I think um, the Clippers are probably the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go Lakers. Okay. Because if they do it, this is the year that they have to do it. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably play. I'm going to say Philly. Okay. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I had, I had, uh, Philly and, and the Clippers. So we're on the same, we're on the same path. I mean, so does, so does you know really the rest of America? It's either the Lakers or the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, 
And I only say the Lakers because I think honestly, this if they don't do it this year, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's just my that's my thought. Yeah, sense of urgency for sure. For sure. Uh, what about the you know, all those injured kids coming back? Yeah. What about the the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, man, you cannot diss the Patriots. Nope. <laughs> no matter how much you want to. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> no. Uh, the Niners look really good. Actually, we was having I was having this conversation yesterday with my son and some friends. Um, the Niners have a really good schedule, mm-hmm. so I would love to see the whole Garoppolo Brady Bowl. Um, but I'm going Saints. Yeah, that definitely. When I mean, especially getting Drew Brees back, like they have yeah. a, a top five roster in the NFL, yeah. and and one of the best coaches, which we've seen, does actually help imagine that uh <laughs> yeah i'd like i'd like to see that game that's true especially it's the 10-year anniversary the last time drew Brees went to the super bowl 2009 so that that would be uh that'd be a good one i i want i want him to win they've been they've been robbed out of the last the last few so well you know minneapolis miracle and then the pi that wasn't a pi uh but you know that saints yeah saints fans sorry sorry to bring that up I again hear you. uh it's okay all right so i think we just about out of time. Jay, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast and, and talking a little bit about your, your path in, in Sports Center and in and, and sports media. You're very welcome. I had a pleasure. Thank you. All right. All right. That's all the time we've got left for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear more interviews with athletes, uh, Keith Hornsby interview, who's now a EuroLeague player in Poland. We've also got uh, recaps of the NFL weeks. One will be coming later this week, so be on the lookout for that for sure. You can find us on Instagram at Not Gonna Lie Podcast, on Twitter at PodcastNGL, and on our website, www.notgonnalipod.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.